0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama. Yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. Proverbs. 31, starting at the 10th verse. A wife of noble character. Who can find her? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hand to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes, She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things. But you surpass them all, charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate proverbs thirty one ten through thirty one. Well, 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 did you know she was a BMW? I'm talking a boss, a mom, and a wife. The Proverbs 31 woman. We hear this a lot at, you know, women's conferences. And if you've been in the faith-based place, uh, it comes up at least once or twice a year when a woman is being honored. This is the the noble, honorable scripture uh, to read. But listen here, I've taken some time to dig into all the things that this here young lady is doing. She's a bad mama jamma. You heard me. She's a boss. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a BMW. For sure. She's in a couple different industries. She's, it says that she's like a merchant ship. She is loaded. You hear me? She's making garments, so she's in apparel. She sees a field and considers to buy it. She's in real estate. What? She tells her serving girls what to do. She has employees. She is running a corporation over there. She has negotiating skills. She She takes her stuff and sells it. She gets up early. She's spending time with God. She is prepared. It's a beautiful thing. And it's not a grind. You can, as you read it, you can just hear the grace. Oh, I love it. We're going to talk about it a little bit today, y'all. It's going to be good. Yeah, like this is, this is good stuff. She's not a woman that is just busy doing busy things. And although it does say, you know, she does not eat the bread of idleness, you will not find her sitting still nowhere. That doesn't mean she's not resting. That doesn't mean that she's not confident. That doesn't mean that she's not at a place of rest where she all is well, because it actually tells us she's not worried about a thing. Because she is prepared for situations. She is prepared for even bad weather. Look, she is prepared. I love it. And she has found her rhythm. And that's what we have to do. We have to learn as moms, as bosses, as wives. The balance thing, you know, everybody has a different perspective about this work-life balance conversation. Uh, My three cents is I don't really, I don't believe the work-life balance. I don't believe in work-life balance in the way that most people present it. Let's just say that. I don't believe that there is a balance. I mean, last time I checked balance is 50-50, right? That's balance. Like you put two things on the scale and they are the same. And so when I'm thinking about it with that definition, I do not believe in a work-life balance because the truth is there are times when your family needs you more there are times even when your business may need you more. And so I don't say find the 50-50. That's certainly not what I would tell you. But I do believe that we all can work within our rhythm. You know, we can find our rhythm. And the question that I get more than any question ever is, Serena, how do you do it all? How do you get it all done and homeschool? and seem to have a life, and do things that you want to do, and travel, and this and that. And I'm telling you, it's the grace of God, one, two... Like I've said in earlier episodes, people, please do not compare yourself to my perfectly filtered pictures on Instagram and Facebook because it's only a snapshot. I'm only showing you the highlights. I do not show you the tears and the fears. Okay, you don't get to see all of that because the truth of the matter is nobody really wants to see that. Um, But I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it a little here on the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, those are... The The highlights that you see, the highlight reel, it looks beautiful. It actually looks amazing to me too. Sometimes I can't even believe that that's my life because it's not, it's just a picture people. Okay. So the first thing that I would tell you is don't compare yourself to the perfectly filtered pictures of everybody else, because that would be your first mistake. Um, how do you do it all? There are some things that I I think I do that help me to get ahead and then there are seasons in my life where I do really, really well and then there's other seasons where I'm like drowning and I am coming out of a season of like drowning because I stopped doing some of the things that I know to do. All right, so we'll talk about that a little bit Uh, and yeah, I'm just going to share with you some of the things that I do to kind of help keep um keep my own rhythm right you don't have the same kids as i have and i don't have the same kids that you have but guess what you are graced for them they are a gift from god and they are all yours and guess what because they were given to you those little precious babies you have everything that they need and i'm telling you i know the feeling cuz i have asked the lord before god are you sure That I have what this child needs because I can't seem to figure out what the world what what the need is I don't believe that I have what the need is (laughs) so I want to I want to tell you 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 have exactly what they need and so even though I'm going to share with you some of the things that I'm doing you know it may or may not work for you and your family depending because we have different kids different needs different schedules so let's first start with this. My husband and I are both entrepreneurs full-time. Nobody here works a nine to five, okay? I have not worked a nine to five since I was in my like early 20s. So I have always been very entrepreneurial. If I was not running my own business, I was running somebody else's business and it was basically the same type deal. No set schedule and I had all the flexibility that I needed and wanted. My husband, I'm sorry, my husband, Let's start again. My husband also um, is an entrepreneur and actually has always been an entrepreneur. He has never worked a nine to five ever. And so we own a local barbershop and, you know, we have we have folks that work there at the shop, of course. And but there is an obligation, you know, of him to to be there at this time. We're working toward a time where he will be, you know, just appointment only and work a lot less, but he's obligated to pretty much be there because he has customers and, and you know clients that rely on him and have relied on him for the last 20 years. So he does that, but we are both entrepreneurs. So that's one thing. Um, why does that matter? Because that means we have a little bit more flexibility than most Uh, Although, you know, we have to work, right? We do what we do to to earn income and bring money into this house. But we also have flexibility. So we don't have a boss. We don't have to call out. We don't have to request off or any of those things. So that is a, a blessing, right? The other thing is we have two sets of children, okay? I have twins that are 20, about to be 21 years old. So one is in college, one is here at home most of the time, and then we have the two little ones. Uh, one is eight years old and the other is six years old. So we have two sets of children. Why is that important? Because they have two totally different needs, right? So the the older ones have different needs than the younger ones. So it's not like I have like eight, six, five, four, or 12, 11, 10, nine, like I don't have stair-step children. I have two that are the around the same age and then I have the other two that are around the same age. This was strategic, okay? The twins I had as teenagers, so they were my first. I didn't know what it was like to have one. So even when people would ask me when I had twins, like, oh my God, how do you do it with twins? And I would say, oh my God, I have no idea what it's like to have one. I started with two and I know how to do two. That's all I can tell you. So when my husband and I got married, the twins were about 10 or 11 years old when we got married. And when we planned our family, it was clear. We were agreeing to two more children. I was, I refused to have an only child. I just, I knew that I would not be able to do that. And I was more accustomed to having two at a time than having one. So we figured we have two they'll be two years apart. You know, we, we, we gave some room. Uh, we had a pretty traumatic pregnancy with the, with the third one. So, um, but we decided that we were going to do it that way. So the older ones, they're polar opposite, but they do have each other. And they're, you know, we deal with very similar issues for that group. And then the younger ones do a lot together, right? So they play together. They enjoy a lot of the same things. One boy, one girl. But they're still into a lot of the the same stuff. So that kind of makes things a little bit easier. Now... Does that mean that I don't hear mommy, can you play with me? Mommy, can you play with me? I still hear mommy, can you play with me every five minutes? And, um, they are still very upset when they even see my laptop come out. It's like, my laptop is a curse. Like, ah, she's about to start working again. You know? So I do have those same issues, but again, my dynamic is a little bit different. Okay. So Um, that's, that's another thing to keep note of. The other thing is that we homeschool, so I don't get children up for school. I do not deal with five hours of homework. I do not deal with um, social pressures that happen in school and teachers and principals and parent-teacher conferences and those schedules and those things and uh, the pressures and the bullying. And the I don't deal with those kind of things from school-age children um, at this time. Now, my older two were public school, so you know, we did deal with a lot of that, you know this the the issues with children at school and all of that. and I'll have to do a separate whole podcast on why we homeschool. I will get into that on this good BMW life network here, okay, but not today. Um, so I'm just wanna I'm just framing my advice and letting you know that my dynamic is a little bit different than most. So in terms of homeschool, we set the schedule. We have a uh, somewhat of a routine if we needed to fit into a homeschool category because there are categories, guys. There are all kinds of categories. And again, that'll be on another podcast. But we are more unschoolers, so we are more um, free our kids learn a lot through play and a lot through experiences. So we do a lot of experiential learning. They travel with me when I go to speak in different cities and places because they get to experience new cities and new places and learn new things. Right. So when I spoke, um, when we traveled to D.C., we went to the museums there. We learned a lot of things. We visited a lot a lot of places. When we went to North Carolina, they went out on the they saw some things. They did some things. Um, they they are there at speaking engagements. Sometimes they're at the table. I mean, they're learning all the time. And our mantra is learning happens everywhere. That is also the website for my son's um, homeschool apparel line. So if you want to visit there, you can dot learninghappenseverywhere.org, right? So again, in terms of the dynamic, I am I have two older um, godchildren who have lived with me um, for most of their middle school and all the way to high school graduation years. And they are older, they are adults now, and they live on their own. They have their own children and they are somewhat of a support. So I can call on my older godchildren who used to live with me when they were younger, right? And my kids can sometimes go there. My mother-in-law is down the street and my, and my mom is downstairs, right? So I have quite a bit of help surrounding me. So please don't be fooled. I am not superwoman nor... Am I trying to be? I am not trying. Oh, and then we have awesome godparents that live like 10 minutes away. Bryson and London have godparents that live, not even, they live like five minutes away. So we are surrounded by a lot of support, okay? This is not a one-man band. This is not a, a single woman show. So I must say, all of that, when you ask me how do I do it all, I do it with help lots of it and the grace of god um and so let's start with just handling the um the or finding your rhythm right so what works for me especially when it comes to working and um so the boss life and the and the mom life stuff wife life you know me and my husband do a lot of work together so we do a lot of things in terms of the barbershop together. I'm the business manager for the barbershop. And then we do, you know, we host events together and we do things, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff is together. Um, But when it comes to my work, right, writing books or writing articles or recording podcasts or doing, you know, speaking engagements and trainings or teaching online in my online school, How does that all happen? When do you find the time to even think about that, Serena? Well, let me tell you. Here's when I find the time. I, like this Proverbs 31 woman, I rise early in the morning. Early, early. I am absolutely an early morning person. My workday can technically be over at 10 o'clock a.m., Okay, here's why. Because I get up at 5 a.m. every single morning. I get up at 5 a.m. I spend an hour, sometimes an hour and a half in prayer and devotion and meditation and writing and journaling and just connecting with God. Like I spend that time. It is a must. Now, for the most part... That happens, you know, that hour, hour and a half usually happens like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't do that every single day. Sometimes I do, but for the most part, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm up at five and I spend the first hour of my morning praying, doing my daily confession, which, you know, is another episode. You got to check that one out. Um, That's in the vision episode. I do my daily confession and I kind of set myself up for the day. So that's the first key to my success is I get up before everybody. And that's important because then I'm not competing with what the kids want to do, what my husband wants to do. I'm not competing with emails coming in, phone calls happening or any of those things. So at that time of the morning, I am not competing with any of those things. I have the morning to myself. I feel like that early in the morning, I have the world to myself. Now, prior to me quitting my very real Starbucks addiction, I would get up in the morning at five, I would pray, I would take a shower, I would get dressed for the day. That's important too. So, like, I don't go out with my pajamas on. I get dressed for the day before everybody gets up because it saves time. So that way, if anything comes up, if we need to run out, if we need to do something, I'm already completely prepared for the day. So I'm dressed. If I'm putting on makeup, it is on, and it is on at what time? Um, by like six. Yes. If I'm gonna wear makeup for the day, it's gonna be on all day. Okay typically guys it's just a little bare minerals and some ruby woo that's what i rock that's what i like it is what it is okay so I get up and I'm dressed and prepared for the day before everybody. And I used to go to Starbucks by 6, 6.30, sometimes 5.30. But I'm usually at Starbucks no later than 6.30. And I would sit at Starbucks with my laptop and with my happy planner, because I love me a happy planner, my happy planner, which has my list of tasks, like things that I want to get accomplished for the day. And I sit at Starbucks until almost 9.30. The shop opens at 10. And so that means when the kids wake up. So that means when the kids wake up, um, you know, my husband is here. If my daughter's home from college or if my other daughter is here, somebody's here with them. And I stay at Starbucks until about 9, 9 30, knocking out my task. If I'm writing, then I'm writing. Um, I do try to break down my work task into days. So, like for example, money, Monday. Like anything related to finances, anything that needs to be entered into a spreadsheet, anything related to bills, to money, money due to me, money going out from me, money coming to me. If it's money related financial matters, um, you know, I keep that to one day. So then I'm not trying to do that every single day. It's exhausting if you try to do everything every day. You can't possibly do that, people. So. I try to make, you know, give themes to the day. That's a tip that I would give you. Um, so if it's Monday, then we're working on financial stuff, everything related to finances. If that's printing or downloading the spreadsheet from PayPal um, or whatever, the, the QuickBooks entries, checking to make sure things are syncing properly, whatever it is, it's related to finances and it's happening on Money Monday, okay? And so those are things that kind of help me. Now, I do not go to Starbucks right now because I do not want to relapse. I have just, you know, come through a a a a 7 to 8 year addiction to a very special caramel macchiato, and I am no longer doing that. And so I just have not put myself in the place um because I don't want to be tempted, okay? So instead, I do find a room in my house to go pray. And then I'll go either into my um, my office, so I have a home office, and I'll work in there for as long as I can. Now, one of my babies wakes up very early, like 7.30ish, seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock. If she finds me, then I always have to give her something to do. And I try to have something prepared that she can, quote unquote, help me with. Or she's allowed to watch something on her tablet, or do something quietly until I'm ready, because I don't get started with anything with them until about nine o'clock. Even when we have our co-op days and we go to different homeschool events, I um I still don't do anything with them until nine or nine thirty. They have a drawer in my house that contains bagels. Um, it, there's cereal already pre packaged in some sandwich bags there's snacks in there their applesauce cups things that they can get if they're starving when they wake up there are things that they can get to occupy their uh, belly until I'm ready there's fruit there's something here that they can do on their own my son um, you know he makes toast he can make his own toast my six year old, she will make her a peanut butter sandwich in a minute as long as you get her the supplies. And sometimes I don't even get it for her. She gets it for herself. So they are independent in that way. So my technical work hours are like five AM including prayer to about nine nine thirty AM. Now think about it, five, six, seven, eight, nine, that's like four hours of work. Imagine how much you could accomplish if you could just focus for like four hours. I'm doing equivalent to an eight-hour day all before 11 a.m., okay? And then we do our homeschool thing. Now, our homeschool thing looks different. We do not sit at a table and I say I'm teacher mom and you listen to me and you are the little kids that sit at the table and do worksheets. We do sit at the table and do worksheets sometimes. Not all of the time. Our homeschool, like I said, is very free, very um, experiential. We have some personal goals, but we are not very, very strict. Um, I do not use a boxed curriculum. So again, I have to get into that on another episode. So I'll just say our homeschool time together is typically from about 9:30 to 3. Why do I call it the homeschool time together? Because during those hours, I try my darnest, my best not to answer emails, not to answer business phone calls, and not to do anything business-related during those hours. I try my best to commit my focus and attention to the children, okay? I try to do it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We were working on, you know, closing on this wholesale real estate deal for like ever, and I actually had to keep taking calls in the middle of the day, because we needed to hurry up and get to closing, which we were able to do. So that was, you know, a time where I could not just be focused on them. But for the most part, I'm making an effort to not be distracted by the other stuff during those hours. I personally also don't like clean and do laundry and do all those things while trying to homeschool unless we have absolutely nothing to wear because that does happen sometimes because i have the kind of laundry that um would suggest that there are people living here that i have not met yet okay there there's like more laundry than people in in this place it's very i mean and we have a large family so on an average day there's there's seven of us in my house okay um and yeah so we we have a large family anyway my mother's here like my my two older ones, the two little ones, me, my husband, it's a lot of us in this joint. And so there's a lot of laundry, there's a lot of stuff, but I don't always do that during the day. Even though I'm home, I'm not doing a whole lot of cleaning and things like that. So that's that's kind of that, right? So I spend my time homeschool up until about 2:33 o'clock. Now something fabulous happens for me most days at 2:33 o'clock. You know what that is? I get to take my children to their job. Yes, the two little ones, they have a job. They work at the barbershop with dad in the afternoons, right? And so they we have a um We invested in a vending machine, two vending machines actually, to put into the shop. We decided like at one point we were going to get them and lease them and have somebody come fill them. But instead we purchased them. So we own them and we fill them ourselves and so that we set the prices and we do all that stuff. But the little ones, the six and the eight year old. That's like part of their job. They go with me to the vending place when it's time to reload. Um, they do count out the bags of Doritos and the bags of snacks that go into the vending machine. They sometimes choose the snacks that go into the vending machine. And they are responsible for helping to load the vending machine when we get to the shop. They also sweep hair Right, so they assist dad by um by sweeping up at the shop, and my and and every once in a while, well no, most of the time I'll you know they'll go with their book bags, they take their tablets, so they do work while they're there. My son loves to dance and entertain the customers, so he's usually in the window dancing or something. Uh, my daughter makes doll clothes out of balloons it is the most fabulous thing if you I'll, i'll see if i can post some stuff on my instagram for her but i drop her off with a um pair of scissors and some balloons yes and her dolls and she creates for like two hours um right there in the shop now our barbershop is very family friendly, okay? Meaning that our customers for the most part are very respectful and you know, I'm not dropping off my 6-year-old baby girl in a place where there's all this um inappropriate language and talk and stuff like that. First of all, my husband don't play that, and two, um I don't play that. So, it's not they're not in a loud, rowdy um Environment and uh, you think you have to think about this too. The time that they go is later in the afternoon, so it's actually slower at the barbershop around that time around that three o'clock hour. So I take them there and For, you know, most days my husband tries to get done at around six or so if he's going to be late, sometimes he'll take them to his mom's house, which is not far from the shop, and they'll be there till almost seven o'clock. So that means that when I drop them off, I have time to do whatever I need to do between three and seven. Usually, that's run to the bank, that's do errands, that's pick up something from the grocery store, that is either check on the crockpot meal that I started at, you know, seven in the morning, or that might be a coaching call, a conference call, you know, returning emails, whatever I need to do between those hours, get dinner ready. That's what I do between those hours. And guess what time I go to bed, people? I go to bed around nine o'clock. I am, I, I tell my family this, I am solar powered. Like seriously, I rise when the sun comes up and I start setting when the sun goes down. <laughs> like I'm solar powered. I do not do late nights. Okay, It will be very, very rare that you hear me say, oh, we're doing a late night live at 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, I'm looking at my nose. I'm crossed eyed. I am done, exhausted, crashing at 10 o'clock. Okay. There's nothing working. There's no bright ideas. There's no, there's none of that happening. And so it's late. My, my kids, we, we started something and I got away from it and I'm actually going to start it again, but we had started something called quiet hour in the evening at, at nighttime rather. And quiet hour is the hour after dinner or after dinner, after bath and right before bed. Right. Cause my kids like when they get in the bathtub, it's like being at the public pool it just, it's not soothing, it's not calming, it's not any of the things that a bath is supposed to be. It is public pool play fight, wet up the bathroom, go underwater, bring all the toys and like they have a whole thing going on with the with the bath right it's it's the public pool time so It's not very calming. So what we started to do was quiet hour. Quiet hour is the hour right before bed, after bath, you've eaten, you're good to go. You have to select a quiet activity to do. That is something that does not involve anybody but yourself. And it is a quiet activity. It's not a video game. It's not nothing that's going to like wake you up further. It is something to kind of calm your mind, right? And what we did was we took some colorful popsicle sticks and I wrote on the popsicle sticks about 30 different quiet activities that you can pick. I keep them in a mason jar. So you go to the jar you pick something out of the jar, that is your quiet activity for the next hour. Now, if the quiet activity is not really an hour long quiet activity, they'll pick two. They do one for a half hour and another for a half hour. What kind of activities do I have in our quiet hour um, jar? Let me tell you read a book. You have that in there. You have um, coloring in there, like the coloring books, activity books. They have painting in there. We have a little art set up in our um, we have like a classroom area, uh, our homeschool room. It's like a resource room. Um, so in our homeschool room, there's like an art area so they can paint. Right. Legos are in there you can build with your Legos Um, what else is in there you can do epic on on that is on the device which is the books that kind of like read to you or whatever Um, you can play a quiet game like sometimes they do play connect four or something like that but it's a it's a quiet game that she can play with her dolls she can make doll uh, clothes if that's what she wants to do whatever it is that works at your house just start looking around for some quiet activities that don't warrant running jumping screaming do it put it on a popsicle stick and make it into a whole to-do okay time to pick time to choose your activity that's what we do to calm them down and then they go to bed now do they go to sleep no i'm still working on that I listen, I give my children melatonin. Judge don't judge me, judge yourself, okay? I checked with my doctor and it's all good. They do get melatonin uh most nights. We'll have some, some times where we like take off for a few months, which we have recently, so don't worry, okay? But my children do get a melatonin gummy because it helps us all, okay? It helps them sleep, it helps me sleep. That's how that goes. So there, I get it done something like that. And it doesn't, it's not perfect all the time. Every day has its challenges just like your days, right? Every, day's, every day has its challenges. There are things that come up that are unexpected that kind of throw everything off. But here's the one thing I'm committed to doing. sa. take a deep breath and I have to realize a couple things. One, the main thing, which you will hear me repeat over and over, I am enough. I am enough. So I never get into this place where I start feeling like I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not having enough. I mean, the, the kids have a way of of bringing out that mommy guilt, especially when you're trying to build a business or you're trying to do something else that doesn't involve them. Like they're selfish little beings, but they're born like that. And guess what? So are you. <laughs> so it's really all good. I mean, I've had times where I've played with my children for eight hours straight and on the eighth hour, second minute, they will utter these words, mom, you know, you never play with us. And I'm like, well, what the heck did we just do for eight hours? Like we've been playing all day, but it's, it's almost never enough. And you cannot allow those things to distract you. The other thing is um yeah they 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 just they they really have a way of bringing out the the mommy guilt well my my six year old told me one time this little girl had the nerve to say, Mommy, why did you have kids if you didn't want to play with them o m g do you know what that did to me that day? oh, sent me." And I spiral downward, people. And I spiral downward. She said, Why did you have kids if you didn't want to play with them? And I'm like, Do you know what I'm trying to do here? I'm trying, you know. And I'm just, I didn't say anything. I couldn't because I was just, I was shocked. And little London, she will shock you. But I was shocked. And I had to resolve in my mind. So, what, what, after she said that, basically, here's what flooded my mind. Just going to be honest. Here's what flooded my mind. I was started to think about okay, now I'm not being a good mom. I haven't cooked dinner in two days. I, do, I haven't done this laundry since last weekend. I am, I haven't responded to the emails for the people that are waiting for me to send them the stuff that they need. I am past due on this bill and need to go down and pay it right now before they shut off this. Do you understand what I mean? Like everything came in at the one time. (laughs) And that happens to us all. It happens to us all. And guess what? I had to just make a pivot. I had to pivot and go in the other direction and realize that I am an amazing mother, right? This is a part of growing up. I'm doing an awesome job. And and that's it. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Then I dropped her little butt off at the barbershop. <laughs> so she can go spend that good time with daddy. Let him play with you. Okay. But no, seriously, guys, don't don't be so hard on yourself. Take a minute to breathe. It's really okay. First of all, your children won't be eight and five forever. Praise God. They grow up. Now, that's either a good thing or a bad thing, but listen, they're not the same age forever, okay? So what I can do now with my children being five and eight, there's no way I was able to do that when my children were one and three. Like, I, there, no way. So at different phases, at different ages, you're able to do different things and you just gotta be okay with that. So what, you, what you're gonna do? You, you already know, I'm going for my favorite quote. You're going to do what you can, where you are, with what you have, right? So you may not have as much support as I have, as much flexibility as I have, but you have enough. You have what you need. I wholeheartedly believe that. And so you have to better utilize what you do have. You get your clothes out at night, right? You prepare tonight for tomorrow. The things that are predictable, you you write those down and you prepare for those. Going to need to eat every day. So how can you be better prepared to eat? Meal plan. I do it. Meal prep. I do that too. You have to eat every night, right? You You have to get dressed every day. Prepare ahead. Do that at the beginning of the week. One time. Knock it out for the week. Lay out seven outfits. Six outfits. If you go to church every Sunday, I mean why don't you have something to wear? It's only four times. It there's four Sundays in the month, sometimes five. At the beginning of the month, get four outfits out. Like the things that you can prepare ahead for, prepare ahead for those. That's where you'll find time to do the things that you that you really want to do. Alright, guys. I kind of feel like I'm ranting now. I pray that this has been a little helpful for you today on the BMW Life Podcast. But that's my answer to Serena, how do you manage all of that? Okay? And guess what? Serena cries. Serena prays for a clone. Serena doesn't get a clone. Serena gets a revelation and Serena gets back in the game. That's how she does it. (laughs) All right, you guys have a good one i'm out that's enough for today you see there i told you you were in for a treat is that incredible or what i am sure that there was something said today that has you really really thinking and here's the deal you can head right over to my website and i have so many good things for you like specifically for you Uh, We have a community of like-minded, faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you. And I mean, we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things. So head on over to SerenaThomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further, okay? And then also, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, this is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us. And listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast. Talk to you soon.